Country Podcast Edition. I've always been around great songwriters and artists my whole life. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason Aldean, and you are listening to my boy Michael Knox on Knox Country Podcast. Welcome to the Knox Country Syndicated Radio Show Podcast. I am here with uh, Wendell Mobley, um, one of my favorite songwriters in town. I've known Wendell a long time, 10 number ones. He's written a few things for me as a producer that I've, some of my favorite songs like Tattoos on This Town, which is probably my favorite Jason Aldean song I've ever recorded. And other highlights of his career, things like Fast Cars and Freedom, How Country Feels, which was ASCAP song of the year for Randy Hauser. And um, There Goes My Life, which is a second to none kind of song for Kenny Chesney. But um, thank you for being here, Wendell. Thank you. How are you? I am awesome. Good. But, um, but hey, let's jump right in this. I want to talk about There Goes My Life, kind of where y'all, you know, who all you wrote that with, where that came from, kind of how y'all wrote it. Wow. That, uh, the story behind that song. Uh, you know, I actually had that idea uh, and tried to write it with somebody like a year before. Well, actually, it wasn't a year before. It was... Uh, it was a, a couple weeks before and they didn't really get it. And I took it to Neil and Neil was like, Holy crap. Yeah. We're writing this. So we wrote a little bit of it and then, um, then it just got put away and, uh, and I never thought any more of it. And Neil got it out one day. He's like, man, we need to finish this. We need to write this, you know? And, and, uh, is it just the two of y'all? It was just Neil and I, Neil Thrasher and I. Yeah. And, uh, we wrote it at my house and uh and just went upstairs and did it on uh, you know my pro tools thing just a guitar vocal and uh sent it to i can't remember if we sent it to renee bell or buddy cannon or so with guys like you and you and neil who's how do y'all fight on who sings the demo? Because both of y'all are crazy singers. Well, we're both really lazy, so <laughs> we're usually trying to talk talk the other one into singing. Well, who sang so. that one? Uh, Neil did, yeah, and it's great, yeah. It's just very raw. It's just an acoustic and and Neil singing. Well, dude, well, that that's probably uh, the video too. I mean, I mean the whole the whole presentation of that song is is crazy. I mean, did that did that win anything at the awards? I know it was nominated for Song of the Year and things like that, but yeah, it was nominated um, for I think ACM or CMA, one of the ACM Song of the Year. ACM. There mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. And um, you were you guys were up against a big one though too with the three wooden crosses. As, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I've forgotten what what won, but yeah, I know we got dressed up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> Do you remember what you wore that night? Do you remember purple? Was it-, it was purple, something purple. <laughs> but, it was, but it was seven week number one. I mean that's at least yeah yeah, yeah but that had to be seven. one of the last like over five week number yeah, one singles think, we've had in our format yeah I mean it, it was, was close big. for sure yeah big song yeah that was a big song proud of that one now l- going back in time a little bit you kind of started your career you know with you well kinda <laughs> but but weren't you playing for Alabama weren't you in I did play for Alabama but that was that was after. That was a funny thing. I know Teddy had asked me a couple times about going out and playing with him. And I was, you know, I was writing. I was at Warner Chapel with you at, yeah. at the time. And um, 
and I just kept saying, nah, I, you know, I need to be writing. I don't, I don't want to go do that. And, and I remember one day I was packing my truck to go see my parents just to drive home. I was getting ready to drive home and uh, Teddy calls and says, hey man, I don't know what happened with her acoustic player, background singer guy or whatever. But he, he calls and says, uh, hey, you want to go on the road? And I, for some reason I just said, sure, I'll go. And uh, and I just thought I'd just go home for the weekend and come back and we'd talk about it. And he goes, oh, we're uh, the show's tomorrow night. And I was like, uh, I don't know the songs. I don't know any. <laughs> I'm getting ready to leave. And so anyway, I just went and got a bunch of CDs from RCA and woodshedded every, every song that they played in their show and and knew them all the next night and just walked on stage and played them you did know? you help have to sing any backgrounds or yes like that? i did backgrounds and and played acoustic yeah yeah but that's also well, that had to be a great experience because that, that was an was... amazing spice of life man it was just crazy at what point what year was this uh, this was during josh leo's recordings right uh i think josh was still working with them but this would have been in the 90s was this i'm in a hurry things like that late 90s or something was that that? they were just they were approaching uh i mean it wasn't like their first farewell tour no they weren't they were that wasn't happening yet but it was like two maybe a couple years later i was about to say did i see you play in beaumont you probably did (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he was out there knocking knocking them out of the way trying to pose (laughs) Doing the Tully, I did a little doing bit the Tully pose. <laughs> I can't quite get that leg spread. Tully's got, yeah. So, so was Warner Chapel your first publishing deal? Man, it kind of was. was year, it, I was been, at some little podunk place with Trisha Yearwood. We were there together. And what year was that? God, don't. I mean, you're gonna we're date dating. Me. You're gonna date me bad. 1940. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Uh, that would have been God. That would have been. I I met her. You know the old Warner Chapel building. Yeah, used to be Mary Tyler Moore Records. I it, did not know yeah, that. Really, MTM was my office. Mary Tyler Moore's office. I don't even know if you were born yet, but it was MTM Records, right? Yeah. And uh, I met Trisha Yearwood there. We were looking for a singer for a band, and she was the receptionist there. Had the big hair, and this was eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, eighty something. Yeah. So you've always been with Warner Chapel. Yeah, I have been. Yeah. So uh, I I defected for like a year or so. And then you came back. Yeah. So 20 20- I had to make the call. <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've saved me a couple times in different situations, but uh anyway, yeah. <laughs> he actually has. It's crazy. But um did did I get lost on my story there? No. Yeah. No, Mary Tyler Moore Records. And Trisha is where you yeah, started. I forget now, but I never knew. I, I never knew what, what you were really doing before the Warner Chapels days. You know, so that's why I was asking. Oh that. man, well that was ninety one. Yeah, right. Yeah. So because I came in ninety two, and then right then is when me and you met, and yeah, and um, you were doing what was Fast Cars it's like and Freedom. Marv was the next guy. Yeah. that's still around. You know what I mean? I had Marv, there. Jeff Stevens. Yeah, Jeff. You're, Jeff was there forever, but um. But now, now, fast cars and freedom—that um, was y'all's Rascal Flats run. Y'all had a y'all had a that, lot of Rascal Flats. Yeah, stuff. that was in mid two two thousand, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and uh, fast cars and freedom was another. Oh, that was just a weird ride at my house where we had uh, 
what would have been the first track guy in Nashville, probably, uh, except it worked a lot better because we didn't have to pay him. He was, <laughs> he was, he didn't get a third of the song. <laughs> well, that has changed. Yeah, that has changed. Yes. So anyway, so Patrick's upstairs. Neil and I are downstairs writing and going through this idea. We started from the top of the idea. We didn't have a title. We didn't have anything. We just we had a little groove or a lick. I can't remember and. Uh, and just started singing and um you know it was a line at a time yeah we, we weren't writing into anything so it was but a dude, little that bit melody difficult. is sick yeah it's killer yeah that um, chorus thing i mean yeah. and, and it ain't even the title it ain't even the hook yeah y'all just kind of threw it in there but, yeah. but y'all wrote it with um somebody in the band correct yeah with gary the box yeah. yeah but we would take like pieces we would take pieces up to patrick and he'd start doing drums and trying to figure out how everything you know just well patrick's a relative of neil so y'all didn't really have to we didn't have to pay him yeah, to- <laughs> <laughs> i bet though he's bitter at the barbecues though yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes he is definitely bitter <laughs> Now, but but you had a big run with, with um, Rascal Flats. I mean, y- y'all even went on tour with yeah, them. Yeah, we did in '08. Yeah, played Golly. some shows. Yeah, like, I'm did tired. you ever stand up and pose? <laughs> I'm just tired. You talking about it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we. Uh, God, we had uh, banjo, fast cars and freedom. Take me there. I melt. Changed um geez dude the way Crazy. you sing i melt live i've not done is, it in forever but i need oh, to dude, start doing it again. man it was yeah. sick the way you would hit that note you know yeah. and, and another one that i love is that um i know you won't the carrie underwood yeah man the way you do that song is, yeah. is second to you know nine. i never did that live uh after hearing neil sing the demo and then hearing carrie sing it i was just like i you know when we were writing it i wanted to do it because it was so fun to sing and then after hearing them sing it and then after that hearing kelly clarkson do it at the troubadour in la which she killed it i just didn't do it for a long time you know i heard you do it at a writer's night and i've been wearing you out ever since about it yeah well i started hearing some of the kids do it on american idol and the voice and stuff and i thought shit i can do that so (laughs) (laughs) so i started doing it Hey guys, this is Wendell Mobley, and you're listening to Knox Country Podcast. But um, you have writing teams. I mean, I mean, you got a few groups that you kind of write with. I mean, is it is it regulars like every week kind of deal, or how do y'all rotate that? Well, we have standing days, which now I realize standing days means, uh, hey, since we have next week, let's cancel this week, <laughs> <laughs> and that happens a lot. Yeah. So I have Neil every Tuesday and Tony every Wednesday and and then the other days are just kind of sprinkled, you know, with yeah. other people. But Well, we anyway. I, I, I know we've kind of touched on it, but I still have to talk about my my favorite song I've ever recorded, which is Tattoos on This Town. You know, um, man, that song. You know, but I, I know I know there's a lot of personal things from all the writers in that song. You oh, know? yeah. But um, but God, man, that start to finish, man, that song. Whenever anybody says, "What do you do as a producer?" I always say, "Well, listen to Tattoos on This Town." Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, and, that's amazing. Um, man. I mean, yeah. and when y'all when y'all play it out live, who who, who do, do you sing that one too? I sing it sometimes, and Neil Neil and I have written so many 
big songs together yeah. that sometimes it, you, you know when you're playing live together you don't know who's going to sing what but you know i would rather just hear him sing everything but um you know he said he, the same thing but he won't let me get away with it so <laughs> yeah um but do you even remember writing that song i mean y'all oh yeah i do um i remember demoing it and and getting the demo back and thinking it's horrible the demo was horrible <laughs> It just laid there. I was just like, this is. Well, hey, well, thank God a producer like me got a hold of it. I know. Because I fixed that. Good Lord. I love it. I actually went out and bought a Les Paul, a Gibson Les Paul, just for that song, which I love that guitar now. I'm glad I got it. But um, So did you go back and re-demo it? Or was that the no. was that the crappy demo I heard that I cut? No, it was the crappy demo that you turned into an amazing <laughs> record. <laughs> that's what it was yeah i don't even yeah. remember what, what 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 hit that was for me if it was you know 15 or 18 yeah, i don't even it was, remember. A, it was it, way up in there <laughs> so so looking way back i mean i mean but but you've had 10 number ones but you've had a lot of freaking cuts i mean looking back i mean are, are are there i mean i know there's some you like more than others but but what are pinnacles for you which cuts are you like man i you know uh, i don't get tired of hearing that mm. jeez i don't know um, I mean, I know they're all your babies and stuff, but but there's got to be some that you just really feel like people brought them home, you know, and, and you're like, God, man, I'm real proud of that. I don't know. Um, you know, we didn't talk about A Little More Summertime, but that's yep, one song that I'm really proud of because it it was another song that took, like, I can remember Tony and I working on that song a year before we finished it, you know? Like we just got it out and messed with it a little bit. And then a year later we got it out and nothing, no part of that song, the only part that made it through the, you know, the cut and splice and the you take this out and put this in. And the only part, even melody, lyric, everything, the only part that made it was the title, you know, I mean, we we're still taking things out at the end, you know, to just try to simplify it. Well, man, when to I make it something when I mm-hmm. heard that demo and you're singing the crap out of it, yeah. that that electric thing at the top, man. I we, remember sending it to you, and you, and I mean, that's the quickest I ever got a response from you. Oh, it, yeah. it, it was actually the yeah. first verse. Just hearing that electric, and I was like, yeah. going, man, yeah. It, it, we spent so much time just trying not to mess that up, yeah, because the demo was 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 mm-hmm. had such a great feeling about it yeah but man that song was hands down the first time i heard it i said we're cutting this i know jason's gonna love this yeah, yeah. you know but i remember sending you an email right back just saying oh yeah hold this and that was like on a saturday or something i was like holy crap yeah <laughs> well, i got something yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did good yeah and um 2003 acm song of the year nominee there goes my life we talked about ascap song of the year how country feels and um that's another one with neil yeah i i i I do want to talk about how country feels because um you know um randy did an amazing job with it you know but i mean the the, the attitude in that song is 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 awesome i mean that just that attitude you know that guitar riff all the way to that that hook right before the turner i mean all that stuff is so powerful yeah you know that that idea came from uh vicky uh vicky mcgeehee she um she was actually on an airplane with some lady from new york and uh and she was telling the lady that she grew up on a farm in oklahoma or something i guess and uh and and, uh, the lady told her that she'd never been to a farm never seen a farm never you know 
and I think Vicky started thinking, oh, you grew up on an asphalt farm, you know, and, uh, and Neil just, Neil actually started that lick, you know, from his ACDC days and, uh, <laughs> his big hair days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, uh, and that's another one we just started singing, didn't have a title or anything, just kind of wrote down to it, you know. Well, man, start to finish that song, yeah. the, the attitude is, is, is awesome. But um, another song that I've always loved and I keep forgetting, you know, how personal it is, is, is that um, is How Forever Feels, Kenny Chesney. Yeah. When I first heard that, it, it's, it, it, it has you in it all the way because you're such a NASCAR guy, yeah. such a race fan, and throwing mm-hmm. in those little things in those songs are so personal. Yeah. And um, I mean, do you even, I mean, I know, I know these things are a few years ago, but they're such signatures of country music. Yeah. Um, God, how forever feels. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother story. That was that first video that Kenny like took his shirt off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's when he first started working out. Yeah. <laughs> Knox Country Podcast Edition. <laughs> Some of you know me as a record producer for acts like Jason Aldean and Thomas Rhett. Others know me as the son of rock and roll legend Buddy Knox, party doll fame, back in 1957. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. You're listening to Knox Country. Hey, this is Keith Urban. What's up, y'all? your boys here, Florida Georgia Line. Hey, this is Little Big Town. And you're listening to Knox Country. You've entered Knox Country. Welcome back to the Knox Country podcast. But, but racing yeah. is a big part of your life yeah i love racing and sure. and i bet it's neat to find that where you can put that personal touch in songs and it oh, works it. and it works like, like that. texas texas was you that yeah. you cut on jason yep. i mean it's got the the big white number three in it and all that you know yeah. but i mean you actually race cars i do race cars yeah um i i have a couple race cars and we race like at the fairgrounds in nashville it's all asphalt uh pro late model and super late model stuff i remember a, i remember Island a time drives. a long time ago when uh, oh, uh, gosh. A, a rare genius jumped in one of your cars. Oh, that's right. I in, have pictures. Out in, out in Murfreesboro. It was you and Jason Aldean. And uh, and this before any record deals. Yeah. And you actually, uh, I think you you and, uh, didn't you and Ronnie Campbell have the same time? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which is amazing. You'd never been in a car before. No. Yeah. And um, and he he was a lifer. So, you that's know. That's right. He was. <laughs> He is. He's a great driver. Yeah, no, but I, I had a blast riding that stuff. But but that was your that was your car then. But but then you went up and you got a driver. You yeah. had a driver for a while. Um, uh, Willie Allen. Yeah, Willie yeah. Allen. And and um, yeah. are, are you are you still in that right now? Are y'all still? Yeah, doing we those still things? have stuff together. Uh, a lot more sponsors now. Thank goodness. Uh, I don't have to pay for things anymore. But uh, but I remember going to the fairgrounds, man, and watching you race and watching yeah. all that and. Scott yeah. Bruschetta out there yeah. doing the truck racing. Yeah, he was a stuff. great driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we still do it, you know. I still go out and tinker. It's a nice diversion from music, you know. Well, I get so, to turn it off for a while. So so, so what is your day-to-day thing? I mean, because I mean, you're, you're kind of like me a little bit. I, I like my space. I like, I like a lot of private time sometimes and things like that. I mean, what is your day-to-day? Is it geared around a schedule of writing, or is it geared around just kind of how you're feeling? Um, I don't know. I mean, if things are booked, I, I go write, and, you know, 
uh, I feel like I'm a pretty private person. I mean, I do my own thing and, you know, I have a little lake house and a boat and all that stuff that I like to go chill. Yeah. And Do you do a lot of recharge. fishing or is it? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lake I grew up on and, you know, I know the area pretty, pretty well. So, you know, I fish and, you know, might crack a beer on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just regular stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, cause I've known you, like I said, man, for the early nineties and yeah. you haven't changed as a person. We used to meet in Bellevue yeah. and play basketball. That's right. You remember all that mess? Oh yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, and, yeah. and, um, and that's kind of where I started to get to know you real well, but, yeah. but you know, you've always been kind of a private guy, but you write, you, you really write a lot of personal lyrics. I mean, yeah. For somebody that doesn't express themselves a lot walking around day to day, you sure do say a lot of personal things yeah, in songs. Yeah, that's how we get it out, I think, probably. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, have to some sort of release, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. We can do it that way. But, yeah. So, man, do you try a lot of three-way or even four-way co-writing? Mm, I'm not really a... I'm not a four-way guy. I, that's not... Yeah. It just... My favorite still is two, a two-way write. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot more rare now than it used to be. I don't know why that is. I don't know why we feel like we need three guys to write a song, but, you know, sometimes it helps. Um, I guess if you're, if one guy or, you know, one guy's off a little bit, you can, you know, yeah, lean on the other guys. Well, a lot but, of it too is the infusion of the track guy you know <laughs> yeah they, yeah you're right they yeah. they feel like that that has to be in the room for some reason mm-hmm. and then you get addicted to the easy way of doing that because yeah. it feels like the demo's already made yeah while you're, you're singing right. and then you're like hey that drum yeah. track i guess is a co-writer i don't yeah, know that's you worth a hundred thousand to me i mean kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> heck yeah Three hundred dollar demo walk out the door yeah <laughs> for hundred grand <laughs> that's right <laughs> Um, I'm for those of you who think you don't know Wendell, but you shop at Napa or have heard a Napa commercial, you know Wendell a lot better than you think you do because you were actually you were the voice of Napa for a while. Oh, Napa know how? Yeah, they're gonna all hate me now. Why? Napa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're the one. Everybody hated that commercial. <laughs> no, they yeah. didn't. You could use Napa that commercial. Napa know how. Oh, my gosh. Napa know. See, there we go. That's it. That's all All day. That's all I'm going to be singing now. <laughs> oh, but, but you did that for several years. I did. You I were did. the Napa know how guy. You went from Michael Waltrip to, <laughs> That's right. to the guy that replaced oh, him. Oh, man. That was a full-time job. Martin Truex, yeah. you know. That that became a job after a while. Uh I mean, it was a cool thing. Oh, but, I mean, but you were doing multiple uh, well, versions and everything. Well, you were, it, it was just a lot of, uh, I was trying to write songs and then there would be, you know, like meetings with people from New York, you know, phone meetings to uh, do three or four times a week to try to write. They, they had ideas for new versions and all that. Oh. So, and then deadlines for it. And well, I need to finish this song, but. I mean, did you get like, 
any kind of big perks like free you know <laughs> car parts or something like that for life no. he got big checks I well, did get, I don't did. let him fool you he got I big did. checks I mean it was worth it I mean I I sang them I did the voiceovers I got the sync money for writing it I got all that you know, but dude so, but, but your yeah. love for racing to end up I know it's it, crazy to end up being a part of that is, yeah. is, mm-hmm. was probably really cool yeah that was uh yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty crazy. That now, it now was it way. the team you liked being? <laughs> it was like no. I love oh, uh, Napa. No, yeah. I, 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 I love that team now. I don't you even know. know how that happened. It's crazy. Now, would you do it? Would you do it again? I probably would. You would. Yeah, I would. Well, they need it again because now you don't even hear about that product. Well, I mean, for any any product, you know, just getting into that sink world because it is a different world. They're still. Uh, I think they're still buying the sink. Uh, I don't they, know what they're using it for, but yeah. I hadn't heard your voice sing it. I know, a long time. yeah. I just, but I got you would still get paid off the off the melody, you know, off the song itself. Get the sync, you yeah, know, whatever that is, yeah. But, would you do any other? I mean, did you like working in sync, or was it kind of different? I don't mind it. You know, I did some of that stuff when I first came to town. Like I did the Bob Evans commercials, and um, there were a lot of like little things. Um, they were more regional, like Bob Evans restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was still good mailbox money, you know. Well, dude, you are you are hands down one of my favorite singers in town. I mean, well, I um, appreciate that. Man. So I know starting out, it had to have been an artist thought, right? I mean, you, you, was that something you were really pursuing? Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I really like sleeping in my own bed, man. You know. <laughs> Especially seeing how crazy it is out there, you know? Yeah, we had Neil on here, and Neil made it a point to go, you know, man, we loved being on the road, but then we looked at each other going, man, we want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're tired of this bus. I I was in, when we did that thing with uh, Taylor Swift and, and Rascal Flats, where we opened for them, I was in my bunk at like 9 or 9.30 every night. Even Neil, who's a homebody, was going, what are you doing? Get up. No. No, I'm sleeping. When this aren't is you? One time I go to bed, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I wake up at four in the morning. That's right. And you're sort and they're of still up. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're sort of a neat freak. A little bit, yeah. So did that kind of? Yeah. Well, I mean, you just—I I think when you're on a bus with a bunch of guys, you just gotta let it go. I think. You know? I was wondering if that got to you at all. Well. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. So, so back then, did did record deals come your way? Were people interested, or did you do an artist package, anything like that? I was offered a thing. Um, I'm not going to mention labels or anything. Yeah, uh, but I actually did a thing, a showcase with a band um, back in the '90s somewhere. Yeah. And, I remember uh, all that. Yeah. And uh, it was a pretty huge deal. Yeah. I mean, the showcase and all that. And I got I got offered uh, a deal. They called and wanted to sign me, but not the band. And it was that deal where I was like, well, I'm with the band here. You know, well, you, so. well, you had an out. Yeah. You kind of had an out, too. Yeah. Oh, so this is, I don't have to take it now, you know. Yeah, uh, but exactly. Because you're such yeah. a great singer, it's just a natural thing for that to come your way, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, you're. Uh, I, I have, think most people. I haven't in town, heard a um, cut yet that it, that is that has beat your your vocals on a demo yet. Except Jason's, all of Jason's. I'm just I'm just saying I haven't heard. <laughs> you know, dude, your vocals are sick. You know, and and uh, I'm a huge fan of that part of what you do. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. 
But um, I, I just never knew. I mean, because a lot of the writers we get, there's a lot of guys that um, were wannabe artists or were artists or um, were good enough to be artists. You know, do you use a lot of that when you're writing in these things? Or, or you know, do you use a lot of that artist mind, mindset when you're writing? Or I think it helps to 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 have been even anywhere near that to your i think your uh your radar your gauge is better for for the song you know what i mean like would i sing this you know yeah if, uh if i was an artist hey guys it's shalacy check us out on the web at knoxcountry360.com or on facebook instagram and twitter at knoxcountry360 do you find yourself writing better songs for people when you're when you're kind of um not writing for them you're yeah. you're kind of writing for yourself yeah it's to me it's always better you know yeah cuz whenever we whenever i was plugging songs if, back if in the I day if i don't like it there's a good chance no one's going to you know? <laughs> yeah, right i'm being serious yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. i think you're right about that you know well i remember whenever we I had never those i thought about it but i think that's right you know whenever we had those camps and we're like hey guys we're doing a george Strait camp you know, and we're yeah. and we're sitting there, you know, doing a thing for George Strait, and then all of a sudden, um, nobody would get a George Strait cut, and they're doing a camp for George Strait. It's funny whenever they focused on that situation where they I couldn't get it, them. but whenever they just wrote, those are the things that got cut. Yeah, I know. We used to do them at Warner all the time. I never got cuts out of them ever. I mainly did them just so I could get out of the office. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the well, beach. Something fun to do. Yeah, we oh, had our the we, beach trips were fun. Yeah, we had those big yeah, beach we trips. We probably not. We probably shouldn't talk about. I that. was about to say I don't think Warner's going to appreciate this little conversation. <laughs> well, what they probably will hate is that I wouldn't. I wouldn't let them write on the retreat. Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, that we would go down there and everybody's like, "Why are you doing that? That's crazy!" And all no the writers time. that I was working with, they were all like recouped. You know, they yeah. were all getting yeah. a lot of cuts. But our whole point was, is well, I want them to come back and be friends. Yeah, because then you have a lot to talk about and you got a lot to hang with. And and uh, but those beach trips do were crazy. Yeah, they were fun. We had a lot of fun down there. The first stop is the liquor store. There's a good chance you're not going to be riding. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's liquor store, then fireworks. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then groceries. A good combo. And then groceries, maybe. And yeah. then by Chattanooga, half yeah. the bus is is gone, and I'm driving. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Now, I'm it. looking at some of the hidden Aldine cuts that you've had. I love No. Oh, wow. I love that song that's early right yeah that's always been one of my favorites and then uh staring at the sun oh god i love that song so much that's probably hands down one of jason's Mm -hmm. favorite unsingled tunes i heard no on the weather channel the other day no you know how they play songs in the background (laughs) it was playing in there yeah that's That's amazing Woo. <laughs> Cha-ching. And, uh, yeah, and if my truck could talk. I mean, that's. Oh, God, I love that song, too. Why weren't those singles, Michael? If, if, if my truck could talk is is, is probably one of my top 10 songs, period. And see You When I See You is amazing. Yes. Days Like These. God, I, I love, love that, song. that song, too. Now, Days that's Like a, These, I hear all the time on, yeah. on um, um, Fox News. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll be wow. watching Fox News and they'll be playing Days Like These in the yeah. background. Wendell, you are popular on Fox News and the Weather Channel. Oh, you didn't I'm even know. So happy. <laughs> Forget them elevators, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got the Weather Channel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm loving that. I but heard dude, it on you the we've channel. cut in so many of your songs. It's you know, and you've written with Jason. Yeah, you've written um um 
um, you you and Neil wrote a tune with him. With correct? Keep the Girl, Jason? Yeah, Keep the yeah, Girl. Keep the, keep girl. the girl. That's oh. right, yeah. Uh, we just wrote with him. We wrote a few things this year with him, too. Yeah, yeah. and those came extremely close of him putting yeah. them on there. I mean, I think he was harder on his songs than I was, because yeah. there were a couple of them that I was like, dude, we got to put this on your record. Maybe next maybe next record you won't have any good stuff and you have to put that yeah. in there. <laughs> There's always hope. <laughs> yeah. There's always hope. The town dries up. <laughs> maybe some of the writers will go home. <laughs> well, man, is there any other big highlights, things that you wished you you hadn't got to yet but that you want to get to? Oh, God. I don't know, man. Um, you talking retirement? Is that what you're <laughs> talking about? Ego accomplishments, no, you know. No, I mean, on, I mean, Randall. I mean, do you, do you want to get into production? Do you want to get into worlds like that? That's a lot of work, it seems. It is, yeah, and no windows. You're an awesome producer when you do your job, and everybody there thinks you didn't need to be there. Yeah, isn't That's, that fun? So yeah. I, I'm great at that. Yeah, <laughs> deflecting that. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it would bother you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so I feel like I've done a, a lot of things. I, you know, who knows? Later on, I might might do it. You know. Yeah, because your your demos are so specific, and they they have yeah. such a vibe about them. You can pick yeah. them out. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. um, and and that's usually a good sign of a producer, a guy that has that direction. That's just me hiring the right people. Well, that's part of <laughs> that's that's part of it. Yeah. There you go. Well, dude, I love you coming by. Um, me and you go back a long ways. You're like family to me. And um, uh, love I get to hang with you as much as I do. So thank you for coming by and sharing a lot of this mess with us. Knox Country. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Knox Country Podcast. Special thanks go out to co-host Mr. Lacey Griffin and producer Donnie Walker. See you next time. Well, dude, is there um, is there anything you got coming up that you want to talk about or anything? No, <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> DLM, did you talk to DLM? David Lee Murphy, he'll be next. That's going to take five minutes for That's him to. <laughs> yeah, we okay. All right. Um, no, I have a girlfriend I could fix you up with. She would love you because she uh, doesn't shut up. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> just oh, yeah. soak it up. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love that, a yeah. girl just talking your head off. <laughs> you look like the kind of guy that wants to hang out with somebody who just won't <laughs> no, shut yeah. up. You're buried in a shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bored to death, turn on... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Michael Knox's 360 Wrestling Channel on Country Radio. <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. BNA. <laughs> Knox Country Podcast Edition